welcome to Sojourner True. Thank you for staying with us. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. I would like to take the opportunity from the entire Sojourner Truth team to wish each and every one of you a very happy new year. And we wish you all good health. And let us um, hope that this year will get this country back on track or on track. Uh, in the direction of peace and justice. And uh, just as we did on our Christmas Day special for our New Year's Day special, we bring you the gift of music, part two of music from the Freedom Singers performed live during the 50th anniversary conference of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee known as SNCC. It was held in Raleigh, North Carolina in 2010. We live in a global world. We're all interrelated. So on Sojourner Truth, we work to bring directly to you news and views on local, national, and international policies and stories that affect us all. And we draw out how those of us most impacted women, communities of color, and other communities are responding. We also discuss the interrelationship between art and politics. Now for our news headline. I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. Britain officially left the European Union today. It's the culmination of four years of negotiations on a new trade agreement between Britain and the 27-member trading bloc. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson formally signed the agreement at a ceremony Thursday and said it means a new chapter for the UK. The treaty that I've I've just signed is is not the end. It It is a new beginning, and I think the beginning of what will be a wonderful relationship between the UK and our friends and partners in the European Union. The busy goods route between southeast England and northwest France is on the front line of the changes now that the UK has fully left the economic embrace of the 27-nation bloc, the final stage of Brexit. But light traffic over the New Year holiday has reduced the impact of the change. A Eurotunnel spokesman says the majority of trucks won't even notice the difference. Britain left the EU's single market on Thursday night and the biggest single economic change the country has experienced since World War II. The Senate will meet for a rare New Year's Day session to debate whether to override President Trump's defense bill veto. This could pave the way for Congress to override President Trump's veto of the key defense bill, which would be the first veto override in his presidency. The Senate voted Wednesday to begin an official debate on overriding the president's veto of the 2021 defense policy bill. The Senate voted 80 to 12. The Senate also discussed the fate of the potential $2,000 stimulus checks for struggling Americans on Wednesday. Trump on Tuesday ramped up pressure on his fellow Republicans to support his decision to veto the bill because it does not repeal certain legal protections for tech giants. He also opposes a stipulation allowing for renaming military bases named for Confederate leaders. The House of Representatives overturned his veto on Monday. The final passage of the override could come over the weekend. The defense bill, known as the National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA, affirms 3% pay raises for U.S. troops and authorizes more than $740 billion in military programs and construction. President Trump has extended pandemic-related bans on green cards and work visas to large groups of applicants through March 31st. 
Also, a federal appeals court has sided with him on a rule that requires new immigrants to have their own health insurance. The two developments on the final day of 2020 encapsulate how Trump has reshaped the U.S. immigration system without support from Congress. President-elect Joe Biden has promised to undo many of Trump's actions after taking office January 20th, but it's unclear how quickly and even to what extent that might happen. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican of Missouri, is leading a challenge to President-elect Joe Biden's election during next week's joint session of Congress. The Biden team is dismissing Hawley's move as antics that will have no bearing on Biden's inauguration. More from Public News Service's Mary Sherman. A group of House Republicans and Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley have said they plan to challenge the Electoral College votes from key battleground states on January 6th. That's when Congress meets to validate the results in a joint session. Robert Yoon, a political journalist and visiting professor at the University of Michigan, says it's a long shot because the challenge would have to pass in both the U.S. House and Senate. Because the Democrats control the House, it's pretty much dead on arrival. I think it's more of a symbolic gesture to show the president and the president's supporters that something is being done to challenge these results. In addition to Michigan, the group plans to challenge votes from Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. President-elect Joe Biden earned Michigan 16 electoral votes, taking 51 percent of the popular vote compared to President Donald Trump's 48 percent. Nearly a dozen lawsuits filed in Michigan challenging the results have either been dismissed or withdrawn. Mary Sherman reporting. California health officials are reporting that the state's hospitals ended the year on the brink of catastrophe. The pandemic pushed deaths and sickness to staggering levels, and some medical centers scrambled to provide oxygen for the critically ill. Meanwhile, fervent pleas to stay away from large gatherings replaced the usual public holiday calls to avoid drinking and driving to celebrate the new year. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti told CBS that it's up to the public to behave responsibly. Be lifesavers. Don't be killers. When 95% of people are doing the right thing, it's still dangerous, let alone when 80% of people are doing the right thing, and it's disastrous. California on Thursday became the third state to exceed 25,000 COVID-19 deaths since the start of the pandemic. In addition, San Diego County said it had confirmed a total of four cases involving a mutant variant of the coronavirus that appears to be much more contagious. I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio. Those were our news headlines. Today, we bring you the gift of music from the Freedom Singers. The Freedom Singers began in 1962. Uh, they, uh, SNCC organizers noticed the power of the music in what was known as the Albany Movement. That was a, a civil rights movement, which, by the way, um, over 700 people from Albany, Georgia, were arrested um, um, participating in uh, the civil rights movement at the time. And Cordell uh, Reagan, uh, one of the SNCC field secretaries, he came to Albany, Georgia, and he was inspired by the music he heard. Plus, he was a singer. He was a tenor singer. But he came out of Nashville, Tennessee, where he was involved in the civil rights movement. He did sit-ins. Um, he was the young, youngest member of SNCC's uh, staff. And by 1961, he had already been on the Freedom Rides. He had been working on voter registrations. He'd been doing uh, sit-ins. And he was uh, part of that first group of freedom singers. So we are now going to hear some of the music from the civil rights era. Uh, music 
classic that was really as a film um, done by uh, Danny Love and others called Soundtrack of the Revolution. It really, that music really was the soundtrack of the revolution. So let us go now to part two of music from the Freedom Singers perform live during the 50th anniversary conference of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and held at Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina in 2010. This, uh, everybody knows about the Battle of the Republic. These are some new words to it. And it says, Mine eyes have seen injustice In each city, town, and state Your jails are filled with black men And your courts are white with hate And with every bid for freedom Someone whispers to us, wait let the movement moving on. Oh, the movement's moving on. And you're going to sing. Move on over. Oh, you move on Thank you. 
I'm here today, Malcolm X to say. I'm here today, Martin King to say. We'll triumph in the end. And the moon is moving on.
Luna is a song that we harvested from a great singer named Harold Belafonte. He was singing his banana boat song. So we heard it a little different way. So, <laughs> and uh, we would like to do that with him if we could in some kind of way. Freedom. 
Freedom's come and it won't be long. Free is the free is the free is the freedom. Freedom come and it won't be long. We'll let your country own a greyhound
Herman Lee was a black man from England County, Mississippi, working with voter registration along with the NAACP person for Amen County by the name of E.W. Stepford. He was killed by a state representative by the name of Eugene Hurst, which was never brought to justice for killing Herbert B. People that saw it were so afraid that they would not come forward to testify. However, one man eventually did come forward by the name of Louis Alcott. His children and grandchildren is fighting today to have the case met with justice around their father and grandfather, as we see not only in the South, but definitely in Mississippi. In many, many instances, justice does come slow if it comes at all. I just wanted to share that bit with people that may not have known that bit of history. At this time, uh, could we turn the house lights up, please? Remain standing. All the lights. Turn them up. At this time, we're going to say we should overcome. And we want everybody to put your right hand over your left and connect with the person beside you. And if you can, link.
This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. We're going to take our station break now, but when we return, don't go away because there is more incredible music from the Freedom Singers performed live during the 50th anniversary conference of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in Raleigh, North Carolina in 2010. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Oh my goodness, that song, Climbing Jacob's Ladder, sung by Bernice Reagan Johnson herself, a freedom singer. 
This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. Check us out on our website at sotrueradio.org. If you are a member of Facebook, please look for us and like us on Facebook. We're also on SoundCloud. Look for Sojourner Truth with Margaret Prescott. And today, we'd like to give a shout out to our SoundCloud listeners in New Jersey. And internationally, we would like to give a shout out to our SoundCloud listeners in Mali. On Twitter and Instagram, you could find our handle at So True Radio. We now return to music from the Freedom Singers on this special New Year's Day special I gift to you. Uh, this music was performed live during the 50th anniversary conference of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee held in Raleigh, North Carolina back in 2010. Now, the Freedom Singers. There's one thing I must say, Cordell... He was dedicated to the music of the movement. There would be a time he was so ill, but if you call him, he'd find a way to make it. And his voice was still strong. You have a lot of us have been, uh, have done a lot of things, we've been in jail, we've been on the picket lines, but this is one song that I did when I was in the jail in Carroll, Illinois, and Ray Charles was one of my favorite singers at the time. I wrote a long way with him. And, uh, I wrote it while I was in jail, and it's called Fighting for My Rights. You know I'm tired of segregation, and now I want my equal rights. Well, respect and education, well, I don't do this segregation. That's why I'm fighting for my rights. Oh, fighting for my rights. That's why I'm That's why I'm fighting for my rights. You know my soul had free, no window, so the enemy could come through. You know I felt so high and stuck in the hood. I didn't know what to do. Still I was fighting for my rights. Oh, I was fighting for my rights. Yes, I was fighting. Yes, I was fighting for my rights. You know my daddy, he done told me you will now own his lying free. Now if my son don't get his freedom, I'd rather see him dead. That's why I'm fighting for my rights.
singing for Dr. King, uh, singing in that movement, and one of the songs we want to hear her do, sing about some buses. Oh, 
This next song was written by a guy named Guy Caroline. It was... And it's like he was one of the people who have bound state. I know he was in the Nashville movement in the beginning of that, he and Candy. And they wrote a song that I think told a story about the sit-ins. And we've been on him for a few days, and we told him he had to do this song. And it's called The Ballad of the Sit-ins. It was 1960, the place the USA. That February 1st became a history-making day. From Greensboro across the land, the news spread far and wide. Quietly and bravely, it took a giant stride. He called American Chili and cold, and down into the south, it chills the. Bar. 
body but not the soul. Been down into the south. shells. After we got about three or four miles past that, they arrested us and told us we had failed to dim our, our headlights and took all the money that we had. And so that was a fine. Um, in the basement of the church uh, that night, I wrote this song. And as so many of the movement songs are really easy to sing, when you hear something twice, sing it. You'll say it. Uh, you will sing, you know, and uh, whoever wants to come and join me on singing this, uh, please. Uh, Murder on the Roads of Alabama. Well, I want to try to sing again. Murder on the road. 
rows of Alabama. That's what y'all say. Oh, it's murder on the roads of Alabama. If you're black, let me say this. If you're black or if you're white, if you're fighting for what's right, you're a target in the night in Alabama. Now sing. As we march right by the spot in Alabama. As we march right by that spot in Alabama. As we march right by that spot where the Klansmen fired the shot. Where the cowboy fired the shot. Alabama. Yes, yes, we know who is to blame in Alabama. Yes, 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 we know who is to blame in Alabama. Yes, we know who is to blame. She caught the bullets in the brain before we learned to say her name. And now Viola Leeds on the road in Alabama. Deep within the sovereign state of Alabama. Deep within the sovereign state of Alabama. There's a poison pit of hate, and George Wallace is the heart of Alabama. We're out of time today's show produced by me that's margaret prescott i'd like to thank the sojourner truth team including assistant producer romero funes if you'd like a copy of today's show you can contact the pacifica radio archives at 1-800-735-0230 or go online to pacifica radio archives.org remember to visit our website so radio.org and follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at so true radio